we are starting like a, a kind of a new series, um, two week, just two weeks, um, called Organic. And here's what we're going to be talking about. Um, so we're, it's it's all about um, our growing and through our growing, excuse me, in our relationship with the Lord through through struggle and through perseverance. And so uh, I'm really excited. So this is going to be two weeks. I'm sharing this week and next week is going to be awesome too. But um, and then July 3rd, which is the third week, for those of you guys who are here on that night, it's going to be a very fun night. Some things might get blown up. Possibly. Not necessarily people, but if you're here July 3rd, there might be some explosions. So, so here's the deal. We are only, we are only partway through summer. Anybody like, summer's already going by too fast? Anybody? Yeah, it's already going by way too fast. And, and like, I don't know about you guys, and, and it may not just be like a summertime thing, um, but maybe you just kind of get into that place where you just kind of feel stuck. You feel stuck in a rut. And, and it, like I said, you, you just feel stuck. And, and maybe um, you feel stuck spiritually in your relationship with God. And so we're, you've got that we are in, in the beginnings of that summer grind that's going on. And, but it, let me ask you actually before we get into this, where, if you could think of one place, where, it, like your, your vacation spot, if you could think of one summer vacation spot that you would love to be right now, shout it out. Tell me where you'd love to be. The North Pole, Japan, Colorado, Alaska. You guys want to go to cold places? Man. (laughs) I would rather be right here. Kidding. But anyways, but here's the deal. I heard some, some very interesting places. Japan, like for real? I don't know what happens, but like. It sounds cool, I guess. Um, but here's the deal. Listen, listen. We are just kind of in the beginning stages of that summer grind, of, and 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 I want to challenge you tonight to continue to grow in the summer um, through situations and through our lives and through tough situations. And for some of us, um, it's not that we we don't grow; it's that that we won't grow. And we're going to talk about that tonight. So think about summer and like. Like, when you think about summer, like, what do we want to do? What do we love to do during the summers? Like, we love to go to the pool, right? We love to go to the lake. Some people love to go. I heard someone shouted out the ocean a minute ago. Um, I, I want to work on my tan because I am pasty white. Um, maybe some people are like, oh, in the summer, here's my plan. I just want to sit on my couch or lay in my bed and watch Netflix, right? How many of you guys, that's your plan? Right? Okay, a couple of you guys. Like, I just want to eat ice cream. I want to go eat snow cones at the snow cone shack. Um, I don't go to, go to, oh, I wish we had a Brahms. I almost said Brahms and I can't go there. Ice cream. Andy's, I guess. Yeah, you can go to Andy's. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. With your summer, a lot of times we just, we, we want to get through it. Like, we think of all this freedom, and we think of going to the pool, and we think of going to the lake, we think of working on our tan, we think of watching Netflix, but sometimes we just want to get through it. The reality is, is that some, some of us, 
just simply don't want to grow. And so tonight we're talking about a young, name, young man named Daniel. Everybody say Daniel. Daniel, and he was probably about the age of some of you guys here in this room tonight. And do you guys know what Daniel is most known for? His van. His van. <laughs> what did you say? I heard it over here. The lion's den. And that's what he was most known for. But there's a lot more to Daniel's story than you might think. And we're going to read some of that tonight. If you brought your Bible tonight, we're in Daniel. We're going to start in chapter 1. In verse 8, but I want to tell you a little bit about Daniel before we get there. Daniel was a well-educated young man, uh, and he was, like, good-looking. Like, he was at the top of his class. Like, he was, he was phenomenal. His walk with God was so great. And, and as a teenager, here's what happened, and here's, this is kind of the, the beginnings uh, before, before we get to what we read. Um, so what happened is, is the, the Babylon came in. And took over his people, and they, they took Daniel and his people captive, and they brought the smartest and the brightest and the best looking back to Babylon with them. And Daniel was one of those guys. And so imagine this. Imagine, just like what we talked about with our speed to light giving, imagine living in slavery. And, and he was captured. Daniel was captured. He was put into slavery, and he was put in a place with a totally different culture, and, and different religious system, and they didn't practice the same beliefs, they didn't have the same systems, and that is where we find Daniel. And so we pick up in verse 8, Daniel, he was demanded to participate in certain customs, and he demanded to eat certain things. It says this, Daniel 1, we're going to start in verse 8, it says, but Daniel determined not to defile himself by not eating the food and wine given him by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. Um, not God had given the, I may, I may have mistyped something there, but um, God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel, but he responded, I am afraid of my Lord, the king, who has ordered that you eat this food and wine. If you become pale and thin, um, I'm pale, but I'm not thin. Um, He said, if you become pale and thin compared to other youths your age, I'm afraid the king will have me beheaded. Daniel spoke with the attendant who who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Do you know, know who these three are? They're also known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes. And he says this, he says, please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water. Mm-mm. How many of you guys could survive on vegetables and water? No, what? What's wrong with you people? Ah, Vegetarians, I guess. I don't know. I'm a meditarian. Um, but anyways, <laughs> verse 13 um, At the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier 
and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. And this is a cool verse. I want you to catch this. Verse 17. God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meaning of visions and dreams. Verse 18, when the training ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought the young men to the king, Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the royal service. Listen, they were kidnapped as slaves, and then they made their way to the royal service. So when the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them ten times more capable than any any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. Daniel remained in the royal service until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. Why did I just read you that whole story? So tonight we're talking about being rooted and being rooted. And Daniel was not in the best of circumstances. He was kidnapped from his place, from his home. He was taken to a whole nother land, to a whole nother place, torn from his home, put into slavery, being completely prohibited from doing anything that you love or anything that you're familiar with, Daniel stands up for his faith and he allows God to guide him and he steps him into and to do something amazing regardless of his circumstances he moved forward. Regardless of where he was at, regardless of being in a strange place, regardless of being uncomfortable, regardless of of it being a terrible, terrible, terrible situation, Daniel stepped up and he didn't allow his circumstances to hold him back. See, Daniel was like a seed. So we're talking about organic and we're talking about being planted. And Daniel was like a seed that fell on a rock. So how many of you guys know that a seed... a seed, a rock is not a very good place to plant a seed. It, you, you don't think it's probably going to grow on top of a rock. And, but Daniel gets into this place with this very unique and, and, well, this very little opportunity for growth. But here's the thing about Daniel. Like, he wasn't a complainer. Daniel was a conqueror. And tonight, when life is tough, when life is not going your way, are, are you a complainer? Or are you a conqueror? Are you going to sit back and just complain and like, this is stupid. I hate everything about this. Or are you going to step out and say, hey, I may not like this, but I'm going to be involved and I'm going to help make a change. Are you going to just sit back and complain? Or are you going to be a conqueror? Did you know that a seed that falls on a rock, it can actually grow? It's something that can actually grow. And here's the first thing I want you to know if you're taking, taking notes. You can only grow as high as your roots are deep. You can only grow as high as your roots are deep. See, many of us, many of us in this room, I believe, I truly believe, many of us want to grow in our relationship with God. But unless we are rooted deeper, it can't happen. 
And I get it. I understand your circumstances, your situations, the things that you go through are difficult. Your struggle is real and your life is hard. And, but here's the deal. God still expects us to grow. He expects us to grow. And I want to show you this picture. I want, I want you to see this. There's this tree growing out of the middle of a rock. It's unbelievable. How can this happen? How can this take place? See, trees can grow anywhere. Perhaps the hardest place for a tree to grow is in a rock. And while a, a tree can't actually grow out of a rock, um, but it, it can begin to grow out of the small amounts of soil and, and water and minerals it can, it can collect from on top of the rock. It can grow from there, and, and that, that's collected in different pockets and grooves of the rock. See, God, has, has, God wants us to bury our roots so deep into the difficulty that our circumstances, it, it, let me say that again. God wants us to bury our roots so deep into the difficulty of your circumstances that your growth in God will shatter that beneath you, will shatter that rock beneath you. See, Daniel rocked out his circumstances. See what I, see what I did there? No. <laughs> Okay, that was bad. That was bad. Okay. But here's that. Here's the deal. <clears throat> At that moment, here's what Daniel, he, he, he could have been saying this, or he, he could have been doing this. He, he could have been in this moment. Say, in, back in where he's from, Daniel served the Lord. He was, he was good looking. He was smart. He was highly intelligent. He, he, was, he was a great young man. He could have been taken to Babylon, and he could have been sitting there thinking, God, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. I followed you. I've obeyed your commands. I've done everything you've asked. Daniel could have been sitting in Babylon and he could have been mad. He could have been upset. He could have been so mad at this moment. But Daniel was different. Instead of complaining, Daniel stepped up. Daniel stepped up. While he was in Babylon, he dug deeper in his relationship with God. And as a result... He became one of the most respected, one of the richest, one of the highest seated people in the same country that took him captive. The second thing I want you to know is this. The greatest dreams grow from the hardest circumstances. Maybe you're in this room tonight and you say, you know what, my life is actually pretty good. Like I don't go through a lot of difficult things. My life is actually pretty good you know what, that may be your difficult circumstance. If we could be honest, you're, you, the goodness, the easiness of your life may be your difficult circumstance. Because when life is too easy, we begin to become complacent and we begin to become apathetic. So maybe that, that's your deal. Maybe that's what's holding you back, keeping you from growing. Maybe you, maybe you feel dreamless because you're a product of divorce, or maybe you feel um, maybe you feel like you don't have a dream in your life because you're a product of abuse, or maybe you're a product of a terrible home life, or maybe you're a product of of being lonely or being friendless, or maybe you're a product of feeling so far from God that you don't know if you could ever get back. Whatever your circumstances are, I promise you that just like Daniel. You can grow, and your dreams can flourish. 
2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9, it says this, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. See, life can get tough, but we're never abandoned by God. I love that song we sang tonight, that your mercy is so good. It triumphs over anything and everything. Life can be tough, but his mercy is so good. He'll never leave us. He'll never abandon us. The third thing I want you to know is this. You need to work with what you have. You need to work with what you have. See, we spend so much time wanting what somebody else has. I've wasted so much of my life, my, my early years, trying to achieve and trying to have what other people have. What if we stopped comparing? What if we stopped playing the comparison game? See, because comparison, it kills your dreams. It'll kill your dreams. You are not created to be that other person, so stop trying. We desire to be like someone or to do what our desire to be like someone or to do what someone else does comes out of a sinful nature. Romans 8.28, it says this, that God works out all things. How many things? All things for the good of those who love him. Are you comparing because you aren't as popular? Maybe you're not as talented uh, maybe, maybe because you don't have as much money. Let me ask you tonight, do, do you love the Lord? <laughs> but like seriously, I want you to think about it. <laughs> do you really love the Lord? Because the verse we just read says that God works out how many things? All things for the good for people who love him. It's not saying everything is easy. For him to be able to have to work things out, it means that we're gonna go through some things. It means that we're gonna walk through some things in life. It's not gonna be easy. We're gonna have tough situations. We're gonna have rocky situations. But God works out all things for the good, even through the hard times. See, somehow that tree, it manages to sink its roots into the crevices and into the cracks, and it, it gets a hold, and it begins to grow, and then it, what it does, it begins to draw every bit of nourishment it can and, and water that seeps into those cracks and minerals from the rocks and whatever it can find to sustain itself. Over time, it grows strong, and it sends, it sends its roots into the rock itself causing the rock to split and making it appear that the tree has grown from the middle of the rock instead of from its surface. And here's what it looks like. It's maybe kind of hard to tell, but it looks like a rock has, a tree has split a rock and has grown out of the middle of it. And that's exactly what's happened. See, when you're going through tough times, you don't need a way out of your situation. You need a way through your situation. Just like a tree planted on a rock it doesn't just fall off and like, yeah, this is it. It's good as it getting. No, the roots dig deep and actually split the rock. You don't need a way out of your situation. You need a way through your situation. And the only way through is to bury your roots deep in Jesus. The third thing or the, the next thing I want you to know is that your ability to grow your roots deep. 
this is kind of a, a long one here, but the ability to grow your roots deep into the dirt of your situation will cause you to grow above it. The ability to grow your roots deep into the dirt of your situation will cause you to grow above it. If our band could come back to the front. See, tonight you're, we're like this tree. We're like this tree, and what, what you sink your roots into, or, or whatever, you, you sink your roots into whatever you can find to nourish you. And the greatest thing that you could sink your roots into, the greatest thing that could help your growth is Jesus, to sink your roots into him. In every single difficult circumstance, there's always a way to grow. In every chance, in every, every opportunity, no matter how difficult it gets, there's always a chance to grow. <clears throat> and we have to break that rock instead of letting it break you, just like Daniel did in Babylon. You don't need to to eat their food. You don't need to drink their wine. You don't need to act like them. You don't need to talk like them. You don't need to compare yourself to them. All I need to do is to be faithful with what God told me to do. And when you do that, he will elevate you. And and what he asks is that you're faithful with what he gave you. I want to read you this in Colossians 2, 6, and 7. It says this, and now, Just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Students, do you you want to look at your life, and do you want to be thankful because your dreams are coming to pass? Or do you want to look at your life and be totally unsatisfied because you're being what everyone else wants you to be? Or you're, you're, you're following on someone else's desires? I want to ask you tonight, will you grow deep? Will you grow deep in your relationship with the Lord? See, the, the branches of a tree and the fruit always follow the roots. It always follow the roots. See, your God-given dreams should be planting deep roots and producing good fruits. See, that means if you're following God's plan, you should be rooted deep into whatever whatever you are and whatever your life, uh, whatever in your life is producing good things. But here's the deal. It all relies on a good root system. It relies on a good root system. How are you growing in your faith? How are you being rooted in the word? What what steps are you taking to grow closer to Jesus? What effort are you putting out in your relationship with the Lord? How are you involved? How are you serving? How is your relationship with the Lord? Tonight, I just want to challenge you, and, and, and it can begin tonight in your life. It can start now, tonight. Like, when I call everyone up here in just a moment for because we're all going to step forward and we're all going to have a moment to, to worship and to pray. When I call everyone up, I, I, don't, I don't want everyone to, to come up and, and recommit their lives. But what I want you to do is to, to realign your life. Because maybe our lives are going off in different paths and different areas and different things. And we need to be aligned with what God's calling us to do. 
with the dreams that he's put on our heart, the visions that he's given to our lives, the calling that he's given to us.